Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome, guys, to this week's episode of Heavy Metal Tones with me, your podcast host, Tony Evans. Um, now, I'm doing this in a different way today. I'm recording at night time. I usually record this show of the day, but had lots to do um, today, so I'm pushing it back to the night, which is actually really apt for this particular uh, this particular band and a particular album. As you can tell by the title as you've clicked on it, it's Venom's debut album, Welcome to Hell, released in 1981. Now, I've, I have talked about Venom before on this show quite a few times. I've also reviewed um, the first Tony Doolan album, Primeval. I've interviewed Tony Doolan for the for, uh, for the show as well. And uh, so, you know, I, there's no, there's no um, misunderstanding here. They are one of my favorite bands on the planet uh, in both uh, evocations of them. Invocations, I should say, shouldn't I? Um, so either the early one or the later one, either way. And, I've, and I'm more of a Venom Inc. man now, of course, um, because Venom, the original lineup, don't, don't really do a lot these days. They're still touring, but they're not recording a lot. Um, now, I first came across this is a bit little, little bit of history for those that haven't heard the episodes before and are coming fresh to it. I first came across the band in about 19. 87 so around that time and I was given a copy of Welcome to Hell no not Welcome to Hell uh, one second my cat is making lots of noise one moment sorry about that my little cat is uh, very much as you will know from the past she likes to get into things and there's a box in the spare bedroom and she's just trying to climb inside it uh, that's what happens when you record on your own at home when your lovely wife slash partner is away. Now, so I first came across them in the late 80s and I was given, uh, not welcome to, I was given um, At War With Satan. Uh, I've mentioned this before, how, how there she goes, how um, 
it scared the living crap out of me uh, at the time. Uh, it was one of the most sort of evil, evil seething albums I've ever heard um, because I was sort of on the fringes of that kind of music for quite some time. You know, the heaviest thing I'd really got into up until then was w w honestly probably was Motorhead, um, but they weren't really <laughs> evil, you know. Um, and just, I never really got into Kiss because they they sounded like they wrote songs about loving you not all night long, but you look like demons. Did, didn't do anything for me. Sorry, Kiss fans, just didn't do it. Whereas these guys really seem to be the real deal. Um, this was just before the whole satanic uh, Norwegian thing uh, came about, so it was sort of new to me. And um, as I said, it scared the, the, the bejesus out of me. Uh, I don't know why it did, it just did. It was because horror movies and horror stories, you can put the book down, you can turn the movie off and eventually you know someone. It just it feels fake, but sometimes when it's musical, it sort of lives with you a bit more, well, especially with me, a little bit more personally and a little bit more... Um, hang on, my cat's going to jump up on the table anytime now. Come on up, you come. You coming up? Um, yeah, there's a little bit more sort of seething and more personal because it's in your ears or you know you, you can you connected to it for such a, a, a strong way anyway I'm, I'm sidetracked i'm babbling on because my lovely cat phoebe is <laughs> is um is about to jump on my laptop hopefully not anyway so band kim's the, the history of the band now i've told you my history with the band and now the history of the band. So a really potted history. I'm not going to go in real depth here because I basically want to talk about the album. But Venom uh, are really interesting for me uh, where they sit in the genres of music because they don't like being called a new, a new album band, new wave of British heavy metal, because that's basically where they were sort of came in around 79, uh, that sort of birth of new wave of British heavy metal or new album. Um, I, I'm sort of with them on that regard. I think they're more hardcore punk um, and they're their own thing uh, than just a straightforward rock and roll heavy metal band. Because at that time, you if you picked up any um, album, particularly on the Neat label or, um, or Bronze, uh, any of those sort of album albums, they were, even though they were rough and ready they were they were quite clean and polished they had a bit wishbone ash um feel to it you know i mean even iron maiden's first album even though that steve harris says he doesn't like the the, the the sound of it now back then it was really really polished and really clean and very i mean we're not going to talk about that that's a different different program we already know how we feel about that album but um but venom came about at a time when a lot of that was already being done, right? It was, it was. I think they were looking for something different, the same way that Sabbath were looking for something different when they um, released the first Black Sabbath album. Uh, Venom was the same. You had um, now there were several bands. I'm not going to go into the whole history. They merged together and become one band um, up in the north of England in, in Newcastle, and uh, they sort of. You know, as all bands do, um, struggle to find a sound. Uh, luckily, Conrad Lant or Kronos, uh, um, the lead singer and bass player, uh, quite musical in his own regards. In fact, um, looking at his biography, he actually really likes um, like Jeff Tull and 
Yes and Pink Floyd and stuff like that. So interesting character. He worked at the recording studio where they recorded um, their first single and their first album, okay, which is uh, Impulse Studios up in the north of England, as I said. Um, and he persuaded the manager at the time to um, let him and his band record. Now, he also is a very talented artist, and he designed the um, the logo for the band and the look. Now, interesting saying about that, he um, was into Abaddon, the drummer, uh, Anthony uh, Bray, was inter- interviewed about that, and someone said it looks a bit like a Yes logo, and it, it turns out that um, Conrad, when he was making the logo actually was copying or thinking of um the yes logo right okay and you know he just sort of mentioned it, it someone mentioned in an interview and and typically sort of abandoned because i have met the man he's interesting character he turned around and said no fuck off no no we won't we don't do anything to do with with yes or or that any of that stuff right it's clearly um he didn't do the artwork so he can, I'm not sure where he was coming from. I think he was just putting on bravado. And then you have uh, Mantis on guitar, Jeff Dunn. Uh, one of the most underrated and most um, technically proficient and uh, interesting guitarists, I think, in the heavy metal scene or the heavy rock scene of all, in any of the genres. Um, these three lads, um, they come out from sort of like the punk thing you know um jeff himself or mantis was a big kiss fan uh, he likes and you can hear it in a lot of the tracks you can actually hear it in some of the tracks i'm going to talk about later on you know i said conrad was like interesting tull and all that sort of stuff and deep purple black sabbath same with um abaddon uh, three-piece one of my favorite three-piece bands in the world and they you know they fought i mean you know uh, famously Jeff said that they he wanted he was always played guitar since he was a young boy but he wanted to make the sound he makes after seeing Priest in 1979 or KK Downing um, play guitar said that's what I want to do and it's a marvellous marvellous time in music because everything was so free and fluent now people might poo poo um, or get cranky with punk and and then you know and steve harris has said it before he doesn't like it um a lot of people didn't at the time and still don't but if you think about it if you listen to this album and you've heard it before or you're new to this album there's something very very punky about it and without the punk movement i've said this before without the explosion that happened in 77 uh bands like this would not be on the radar we probably wouldn't even get to hear them because record labels would control everything emi and all those sort of things there would be no independent labels and there would be no real independent you know movers and shakers and people doing something they want to do that was different because if you do listen to this album i highly recommend you do um you're going to listen to it and you're going to think if you haven't heard it, it is it, it is an acquired taste. I'm going to say that out loud. Right, okay, guys, don't go jumping into this album uh, willy-nilly if you don't like lo-fi, um, uh, aggressive music that has some, um, and let's be honest, adult themes, um, themes that might upset and offend people, uh, and things like that, right? So it is, it's very... We'll talk about the music when we get to the music, but it is itself very lo-fi, and that's 
it taps into something I really love. It's something that really, um, for many, many years, uh, I was would be was so adamant that if the music was too clean and too polished, I couldn't listen to it, which is very ironic when you think that I listen to a lot of prog, which is very clean and very polished. Uh, but I, I used to push that aside. I'm not that I knew that because, but I mean, generally in the heavy metal scene, um, too polished, too clean. I would done it for a little while. Got, I sat there and went, oh no, and that's because of the influence of Venom on me. Um, I wanted to hear this little raucous um, naivety, this uh, dangerous um, uh, on the edge of violence, the this sort of darkness this um not knowing what they're playing with kind of feel right um they got their names interestingly from a, they had a copy of the satanic bible which they shared around with each other uh while living like playing in the first you know incantation of of the band which actually had a four piece the original singer went on to be the manager of the band and the original um and the pyrotechnic guy who went on to be the guitar tech and all this sort of stuff uh now Abaddon, and they're also the thing about the band, and it's another reason that I love this band is that Jeff was really into about showmanship, really into showmanship. You know, Abaddon would turn up to um, rehearsals, and he'd, he worked in a building, uh, like in a factory, and he'd make like pop bombs and explode them all over the place, and um, you know, he had a pyrotechnics going everywhere uh, because Jeff was a big Kiss fan, and Kiss, Kiss is all about. Um, all about uh, showmanship, right? And so he wanted to sort of replicate that. And you get that with Venom, you really do. If you watch the Seven Gates of Hell um, tour, um, or Seven Dates of Hell, sorry, tour, uh, that Metallica supported on, um, and I'm going to say that again, Metallica supported on, um, and we'll get to the their heritage and their lineage in a minute. Um, it's very, it's like fog and fireworks and it's it's just but it's so lo-fi it's almost almost um spinal tapish but there's something endearing to me about it uh you know something that, that the later um incantations of the band the later albums sort of lost they didn't have they don't have from um this particular album and this is for me um of the of the early of the first incantation of or original lineup of Venom, Welcome to Hell, Black Metal, and um, At War with Satan are the three that stand out the most, right? They really, really stand out like they're just, they, you can feel when you listen to it, you can feel that there is, if you'd never heard anything like it before, you can feel that there is a genre changing moment. Like when I first heard it, I thought, wow, this is something that, imagine the, a 16 year old boy in 1979 1980 it was 81 when the album came out and you know listening to I don't know um, say Demon or um, Praying Mantis or Iron Maiden or Saxon or any of those sort of bands and suddenly you go oh look it's in the same category in this record shop and you pick up this album cover and it's got the it's got the Goat of Mendes on the front the pentangle it's black it looks foreboding and ominous and seething with hatred and nastiness you think oh man I'm, i want to give this one a listen see what this is like um it's the same way that you can't look away at a horror movie sometimes you can't not look away you can't but take keep your eyes on the screen it's the same with this album and 
imagine putting it on for the first time and it opening up with the first track and just it would just you you I don't know whether you'd it blow your mind it definitely blow your mind um but being a boy in that age then you would be used to the way that punk had uh, was was doing its thing so lo-fi wouldn't be that different to you but as i said if you've been listening to maiden and priest and um praying mantis and tigers of pang tang and you know all those sort of um bands even bands like satan uh, and demon who have you know satanic imagery but don't really play a lot of satanic music i mean the closest thing i can think of to uh, venom at the time is witch find um, but even then the album cover says more than the music sings if you know what i mean it's uh it's a bit all show no go right whereas um even i love that i love that album intensely but uh the venom album and the sound in general was just chaotic and i think the way they got their sound is that they didn't like john lydon's famously once said i sung like i sung because i didn't couldn't hear myself and therefore i didn't know how i sounded and i think this is very much like these guys you have to think that they would have made this album quickly they would have made it um, as fast as they could in the studio with as little money as they could spend even though it was given to them free i think the studio time um they've got to try and not take a mickey and do it as best they as quick as they can um and i think of course this is without a really good engineers this is without um you know cleaning everything up this is this is raw 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 and uh, if you listen to their demo tapes the church hall tapes which i do have on vinyl and they're out now you can really hear the uh the antithesis the birth of, of of a whole new genre it's a whole new genre i mean they really did birth extreme metal they really did birth black metal as it says by the name of their second album they really did um create and go on to create genres of thrash speed metal it all comes from these guys i mean you might say oh no tony i don't believe you just look at the people that they influenced metallica is one of them they're they are hugely influential on metallica and metallica um are one of the most influential modern metal bands of the lot i mean i'm made in metallica judas priest right that's it of the modern ones i'm talking about uh, even though judas priest isn't modern but you know what i mean okay um that and van halen and you know it's all it's just it's it's crazy what what they did now i don't think they set out to to initially change the world although interviews i have read with um with mantis and with um Kronos and they and with Abaddon they've said they were trying to um tread on toes they were trying to create the most um noisy noisy album ever uh and you know you can always hear you can hear in their music you can hear GBH you can hear Extreme Noise Terror you can hear Crass you can hear Kiss you can hear all you can hear um Deep Purple I mean you can hear it all in there Black Sabbath it's all in there if you go and listen carefully enough uh it is, as I said, an acquired taste. It's not for everyone. And I don't wish you to go away if you haven't ever listened to this album. Uh, and I, know I, do, I do get a lot of listeners to my show that do, do go and listen to stuff for the first time that I mentioned. And they, I do get like some re, re, you know, responses saying, oh, that wasn't for me. 
it might not be for you but if you take out the um the if you remove your polished ear i think that's the right term might not be hang on and just listen to it for its rawness uh it will astound you actually now uh as i said before before entering to this uh record there are images um lyrics and concepts that will offend people and i'm absolutely sure they will um they have in the past and they will again um but you can't make an omelette without cracking eggs and unfortunately um this sort of genre and imagery you cannot make a satanic based album and talk about daisy sunshine and princesses now can you there is going to be stuff that is um a bit on the nose for some people but as i said uh bear with me because it is there are some absolute cracking moments in this album now that was the quick potted history of of uh, of uh, venom and how i come about them what i love about them and uh we'll come into the other side after the ad and we'll talk about the album track by track and its sound okay and some more of his influences anyway talk to you after the break bye for now guys hey i'm ryan reynolds recently i asked mint mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation they said yes and then when i asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts they said what the f*** are you talking about you insane hollywood ass so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too. Like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary.
Welcome back, my brethren, to part two of this dive into Venom's Welcome to Hell. Uh, I truly believe that this is the most important album to come out of the Nuobam, even though I said before they don't consider themselves a Nuobam, but the Nuobam movement, that is the new wave of British heavy metal, for those people that don't like anachronisms. I know myself, I'm slightly anachrophobic. <laughs> anyway, um, the, the I think it truly is. The reason I say that, and I'm, I know that Iron Maiden fans now are staring down the barrel of their guns at me, um, but, but, Iron Maiden were a part of a movement that a lot of bands around the same time sounded very similar, whereas Venom, when they came about, completely different. Just the same way that the pistols are not the same as the Damned, and the Damned aren't the same as 999, and the 999 aren't the same as X-Ray Specs. It's, just, you know, the it's there. Like a lot of people put have this image in, image in their mind of what you know movement heads of movements are you know the pistols punk i uh, metal heavy metal iron maiden or black sabbath i i think i dive a bit further and say venom's first album and venom sound um because they influenced metallica and metallica influenced every other band that you could think of um they are very very important in fact a little known fact here that before the Beastie Boys were the Beastie Boys, before they were a uh, rap band, that's the right term for a rap group, I don't know, they were rappers, um, you know, those rappers dudes, um, before they were them, they were a hardcore punk band, and their big influence was Venom. In fact, this album. So, you know, it, it, when you're there listening to um, anything that's influenced by the Beastie Boys, you can say now that it was there was also a connection with um, black metal so it all goes around in circles right anyway the first single was released on the April the, April the 19th 1981 it was um, in league with Satan back with live versions of Angel Dust and Die Like a Devil um, now as I said before the sound of this album is not for everyone now the way I describe it, it sounds like the band is recording the album in a different room um, with the mic against the wall. You know what I mean? It sounds like it's been played in a paper bag almost. Um, Conrad's vocals are very pushed back and the guitarist and, and the drummer and, and Mantis and, and uh, Jeff are... Sorry, Mantis and Abaddon are also feel slightly sludgy in the mix this is due to this is due to them not what they're doing because they I think they produced it themselves and not um having enough experience time or money to make the sound they probably wanted to make now i personally think that this album clean and polished would be ruined absolutely ruined this smells like the sulfurous pits of hell. You know what I mean? This has um, such a... It, it, it's such a Hammer Horror movie um, feel to it. It's such a... Um, you know, like just like Black Sabbath's first album was the same. Shockingly different. And this single that comes off it first in League with Satan is such a, a an amazing call to arms... Um, for their band 
because it's sing-along we'll get to that in a second in the album but it's sing-along it's it's um got this fantastic marching guitar this crazy wailing um hell cat screwing cat guitar solos that you hear on slayer records much much later and of course we know that they also influenced slayer as well and now another one of those bands that um that influenced everyone else so it's um yeah i i let's go track by track i think it's probably the best thing to do okay because there's not much more else i can say about the way this record plays and i honestly Again, I think that I would only play it on vinyl. It sounds like I'm being a vinyl snob, but my original copy, because it's quite old and it's quite crackly, even though I've got other copies of it, um, it sort of pays homage, um, homage, you know, homage to uh, <laughs> to the sound of the band. I think that the soon as you clean it up and 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 um, digitise it, it, sort of doesn't quite work. Although, you know, still listening to it through on your your iPhones and your whatever you're using it through still good enough but it, as I said it um, it's honestly an outstanding album so we open the album with the first track and again it's not a long album because they couldn't do a lot right it has to be it's sort of it, you're, you're, you're back then you were you were at the mercy of of the record material printing on and the money you're going to spend on it so it opens up with son of satan now son of satan originally was a track that i used to skip i'd always go straight to welcome to hell which is the second track i don't know why i used to skip it but i just used to it was one of those ones where i felt weirdly that it was too light <laughs> um and I don't know why I did that, but um, and that was when I was younger, of course, and younger and foolish. Now uh, I go straight into uh, Son of Satan because he, the whole album needs to be listened to because it's all killer and no filler uh, with this one. Now, Son of Satan, it basically says what it is. It's, it's based, around, for me, it feels like it's based around uh, all those um, sort of ha Satan's claw and Devil Rides Out and rosemary's baby and all that sort of concept uh horror movies of the 70s right and lyrically i mean i'm not going to pick out the lyrics a lot in this because some of it is quite offensive and i or not offensive wrong word it can upset people so i'm going to leave it be i'll pick out some of them because there are some amazing moments it opens with a clatter i mean it doesn't even <laughs> the wonderful thing i'd say about this album and again playing it from the beginning through is it doesn't go, oh, we'll introduce ourselves slightly. It's like as soon as that needle hits the very first part of the groove, it is chaos. It is pure chaos. Abaddon smacking around on his kit, um, you know, this raucous, uh, high-energy, punk-like um, guitar, and then straight in with Kronos and his heavy bass, they he pick, pick bases, he doesn't finger base, and straight in. Now, they're all wearing leather studs and and spandex and, and, and you know, you know the image. You will see the image when you... I'm going to put a picture up. Um, I'll probably put it on my website somewhere. You can have a look. But the band have just got some... This incredible... It's like imagining... It's like Judas Priest, but on steroids, right? So the lyrics are quite... I will go give you these ones because it's it's not too 
not too bad. Um, wait, I'll just hit the mic so I'm saying, um, you know, okay, somewhere in time where we were born, brought blood, lust, hatred, and scorn. Sorry, sorry, now you trusted me. Now I command that you get down on your knees for hell, the deceiver, Satan's child. You're the believer, and we're going wild. And he goes, we're going wild. And he does that, and it goes into this fantastic whirlwind guitar piece. You know, it's just, it is, I mean, it's not poetry. It's not Keats, is it? It's not Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner. Uh, it is what you is what you get, but it, it is the um, building blocks of all extreme metal comes in this, even in this first um, song, right? Even, um, put like this, look here, put away all your virtues, stop your climbing, stop climbing, you're climbing the walls, just sign your name on the paper, we'll have ourselves a ball. What is the battle of envy? You weren't so mighty and brave, but your foolish compulsion sent you to the grave. Like it, it's, it, you know, it's, like, it's basically about signing your, your name away to the devil, isn't it? Signing your soul away um, is basically what it's saying. I think it's also sort of a bit around Faust as well. Very clever. Um, but they, they li- I like the way that Venom also like to name themselves. Sometimes it's a bit weird when bands name check themselves. I find it a little bit, a little bit, uh, cringy but they go join venom's legion because we're going wild you know straight away they're already using their famous legions term they're talking about going wild being nuts um going crazy you can imagine being at the front of that that um firestorm of a gig uh, and they played what 12 nights at the hamster Odeon. It was unbelievable um they just was such a crazy so the song itself i said it, it, it i mean it's very really hard to describe unless you listen to it but it is a whirlwind of drums guitars screeching guitars heavy bass uh, really uh, chronos for all his um uh detractors he can sing he's like a bit like john lydon you're not going to get tony bennett here are you right you're not going to get um bruce dickinson you're going to get something you're gonna get you're gonna get a John Lydon basically sort of thing here, and he knows his limitations. As I said, it's very lo-fi. It's very recorded through a through a some very heavy filter. It sounds like to me, and also ever so slightly they're out of tune with each other. There's quite chaotic. There's moments where you can hear Abaddon come in and he shouldn't have come in, and then you've got Jeff going into a solo where he probably should have gone into some rhythm, and it it but that's that alone is the price worth the price of admission, right? It's just, it sounds like three lads just having a ball. Now, one of the one of the um, one of the endearing legends about this album is that when they asked Kronos how they got that uh, sound, he said that when the engineers were, or the the owners of the um, studio were not there, he took a chainsaw to the studio door and recorded the sound. Now, whether that's true or not, I don't know. I'd love to think it is. It just makes me chuckle. Um, obviously, not wanton destruction doesn't make me chuckle, but it does make me chuckle. And then we move into Welcome to Hell. Now, where, what do I, where do I begin with Welcome to Hell? I mean, A, it's got this fantastic, catchy sing-along, you know, Welcome to Hell. And then a brilliant, brilliant, one of the best riffs in extreme metal history in this song. It's really simple. It's really marching. It's very generous in its space. It's open. 
Um, the bass is driving. Abaddon is going nuts behind the back, the front two, and it's just it, it is a call to arms, right? An absolute call to arms. Uh, here, the, I'll give you some of the lyrics here. Okay. Oh, hang on. Oh, almost played it. Before get myself in trouble. Um, hang on. I was looking for the lyric sheet. Here we go. I love it because it opens with um, fight. We, we we fight right, living low in a world of our own. Destined to live right, we're taking hell as our home. Burning lives burning, asking me for the mercy of God. Ancient cries crying, acting faster upon the way of the dog. Welcome to hell. And and it's like, I just love it. Kill, we will kill death. I'm going to go to the other ones because there's some rude lyrics there. But I love And then also... It, after the third chorus, it goes into a fantastic um, Lord's Prayer. You know, and those that don't know the Lord's Prayer, I'll read to you here. It says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me in green pastures to lie, and leads me beside the waters in peace. He renews life within me. And then it just, it, but behind that, Kronos is obviously some, something, I don't quite know what he's saying, but he's saying, Oh, here we go. Leave your souls at his feet, and for his name's sake, guides me to the right paths. Kiss the flames, scorn defeat, even though I walk through the valley of shadow of death. I, feel, I think that's what he's saying in, in behind. And it's, it really, really does. It says, hi, guys, this is the new genre. This is a new way. This is, this is, this is heavy metal's um, version of uh, Anarchy in the UK or God Save the Queen. It's that, it's that cornerstone, that rod in the sand, that line in the sand, sorry, that mark on the wall. This is it. This is the, 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 battle, flag, the, the battle flags unfurled. Uh, it, is, it is truly the anthem of, of, the, of the genre. It's got, again, stomping, brilliant drums, pounding bass, guttural vocals that are still, uh, um, still hear what he's saying. Um, He's got this sort of really quite scary voice, Kronos. I've always thought that. Actually, quite does scare me a bit, actually. Um, and, you know, the ever-genius Jeff or uh, Mantis, I'm playing some incredibly intricate, kiss-like rhythms. Actually, you can hear, particularly in this this rhythm here, this... Um, I wish I could play it to you. I can't. But this... This the 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 riff in this does have a bit of a kiss vibe to it. Uh, it is a, a tremendously fantastic track. It, it does not let you down every time you play it. And then of course I think actually I'm going to jump into my favourite outside of that on this album. And I have jumped around with my favourite um, uh, songs on this album over and over and over. But actually the third song Schizo uh, has one of my favourite um, concepts. About something about a serial killer uh, that they've written. It's very and about a madman. It's just it's typically sort of dark, but the the music itself is probably something of the best on the album, which is really um, a big call because this album is a corker really all the way through. Um, one second, it's a, a whirlwind, an absolute whirlwind. It, again, like all their stuff, it, it just it doesn't give you a moment on this album to go. Oh, I'll ease myself into this. It's just a whirlwind of chaos. It's like a metallic chaos, um, a beautiful chaos. You know, there's beauty in chaos. Uh, and this is a, such a beautiful, chaotic um, frenzy, I think is the right word. 
And I love the lyric at the beginning. It goes, children gather around him, mystery surrounds him. What terrible secrets does he hide? An ordinary man doing what he can, but what goes on inside his mind. The night draws nigh. And then it, and then it goes this great bit where it, it's a, it goes, the night draws nigh with darkened skies. Axe blade shines, midnight chimes, morning comes around. Headless bodies found, our little friend just sits and smiles. It's it's just the way that we, the way that they bring that uh, and and Kronos's vocal on this is probably my favorite on the album. It is really soaring and um, biting and uh, he's he, he so much he's having so much fun with this. He's he's really really fucking enjoying himself and you can feel that like in lyrics like um, you know read the Bible to them. Be sure to kiss each one good night. But come the night you'll freeze with fright. X drawn high, another dies. And then it's this brilliant bit where he sort of spits out, it goes creeping and searching for victims unknowing what faith doth await round each corner he takes in the night. And it's just like, it's very maidenesque actually in some parts. Uh, that It's very theatrical. It's not just straightforward, um, blow your ears off. There are some textures to this. It is quite textured. But this is my favourite. Again, it's got one of my favourite guitar solos on the album. It just starts straight away with the power that you expected. It just takes you by your breath away. It squeezes you by the balls and it makes your eyes pop out. And that is all there is to it. Um, brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Now, after that, uh, we'll just go... Now, the next track on from this is... Actually, this next one is just a small piece of music. It's a little bit of interlude music, which was really the vogue in a lot of um, early sort of 80s metal in, from Britain. And it's quite common now. You get it in a lot of albums where they do this. You just put a little piece of music in. This thing runs for like 1 minute and 19. It's a nice little bit of sort of guitar, a little bit of atmosphere. It's called Mayhem with Mercy. Uh, I really like it. I don't know why it's there. I think it's just to go, hey, take a breath, guys, because we're about to rock your world next. You've done pretty well. Now have a rest. I think that's basically what it is. Um, it might also be on there just to pad the album out. Who knows? Um, it might go on, hey, guys, we need to add in a minute here. And they went, well, can't write a song in that short time. We'll just put a piece of music in. And it's quite beautiful, to be honest. And then Poison. Now, this one lyrically will offend some people um, I'm absolutely sure it will because it does come back to themes that Venom do like to approach um, quite a lot in their catalogue um, sexual related themes um, usually quite misogynistic themes um, you know they'll say ticks out for the lads and all that tits out for the lads and all that kind of thing um, but again this one has a really great sing-along chorus even if you don't really like what he's saying or don't hear can't understand you get to the chorus and it's just poison poison you got me poison it's like it, it it's um this one i think even more so than it else feels like a kiss song to me um i'm not quite sure why i think it's i think it's the the, the tone of the guitar on it but again it's raucous it's loud it's metallic it's gravelly it's gorgeous um i'll read you a lyric your love inf is infectious you're rotten to the core everybody knows what you've got but they still come back for more you're everybody's favorite you give them a little good time your love is a total disaster but with them but when they sign that dotted line they're poisoned um i think basically let's be honest it's about sleeping with someone that's given the clap isn't it 
um, women of the night that aren't very clean. I think that's basically what it was. Um, making love with the devil's daughter, poisoned. One night with you and you've got me poisoned. Yeah, um, again. Um, yeah. I won't go into all of it um, because, again, I don't want to offend this. I try not to be too rude in this podcast. So, But, yeah, have a listen. If you want to be, be brave, have a listen to the lyric uh, again. But if you're not that, if you're a bit um, easily offended, maybe skip past this song or just listen to the music. Uh, it is it's brilliant. It is, so, it is where uh, you first hear um, Kronos's real sort of carry-on movie kind of um, seaside postcard 70s um, British sitcom kind of ooh misses kind of uh, you know lyrical content which sometimes I think uh, and I've said this before but other bands um, makes them feel a little bit cartoonish and a little bit uh, dated but this one I don't think it does because it's backed up with some really um, aggressive music but also with very clever lyrics in the fact that it is quite rude and it is quite um, uh, meant to be offensive I think I mean he's not writing a song as he to play to his mum although he might do who knows um, probably got one of those kind of mums that loves it but I don't mean that, lo- that you know what I mean loves his music is what I meant sorry Conrad if you were listening I wasn't trying to offend your mum anyway so it, it, it begins here, right? You have your satanic imagery, and then you've got some of your um, your, your killers. You got your, now you've got your ladies in the night. It's all in this album. It's all in this album, people. It's all in this album. And then we've got the, one of the first singles that um, Jeff ever wrote. One of the first songs he ever wrote. One of my uh, one of the a crowd favorite. Uh, I've seen him play a few times, and it is pretty amazing. And that's "Live Like an Angel." This one, if you wanted to, you could take out the Venom style sound out of it and you could have a good old classic 70s rock number. Uh, it's, um, it's got, it's robust, it's fast, it, it's again chaotic, but it's also really catchy in a weird way where you extreme, extreme it or shouldn't be catchy. Tracks like Welcome to Hell, Poison and Live Like an Angel um, are catchy. A great lyric, Live Like an Angel, Die Like a Devil. It's so... It, it's so you know it could I mean I think I'm not sure if it's a if it's a if it's a um, a movie tile but it should be shouldn't it uh, every night I'm in a different town I'm the kind that gets likes to get around living fast I'm on the run I take my chances because I'll only die young live like an angel die like a devil we've got a place in hell reserved for me live like an angel die like a devil I'm going to burn hell that's where I'm going to be um, and it's just it is very kissy it's very kiss-esque um, if that's what you know, what I mean, I keep saying that it's because um, Jeff's major influence, and he's the major songwriter of the band. I think Conrad was a lyricist, uh, uh, along with uh, Anthony, I think, um, but uh, or Mantis and Abaddon, you know. Um, but he musically, Jeff really drives the band and has done for a very long time, and you can really. F- hear his influence and it does have that influence of kiss and um, that sort of thing uh playing around and it, it, it's um it's a great single it, it was a great it's a great idea it's a great um live favorite it's a little bit like relief because it's not as um in your face it's still venom but it but it's sing-alongy venom right it's like a like 
Venom light almost in some respects without offending anyone on that respect because if it's your favourite Venom song I don't mean it in that way to offend you but it is a little bit more lighter it's a little bit Venom light which is nothing wrong with that again fantastic wailing hell, hell-like solo which just you have to it has to be heard it's just chaos and I keep saying this but I've really fucking love chaos in this kind of form of music and 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 you can feel the you can feel their talent trying to burst out you can feel the talent it's there really really there it's it's bristling it's it's vibrating it's got static coming it's so much talent but it's but it's so restricted within the within the medium within the way it's recorded that you almost just want to hear that that balloon burst or the dam break and suddenly this just hellish sound comes out and that's what you get with it with this this album um, and in this band in general actually in, in both forms later and, and 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 older forms of the band and then we get witching hour now witching hour um took me a little while to get into witching hour i have to tell you um but it's well worth the the wait uh, really really is it's it's a little bit different for everything else on the album because it doesn't start straight away with here is our guitar please now take it out of your mouth it, it's sort of um it has atmosphere builds up very much like a black sabbath track actually and then it stays with one musical theme all the way through it's just like abaddon absolutely going for hell for leather on one beat um and smashing the shit out of the hi-hat um and the and the snare uh, Mantis just, you know, holding this wretched, um, fettered riff, and um, Kronos just sort of growling over it. So it's it, that's why originally I, I struggled with it when I first heard it, actually, because I thought I wanted I was I had all this different stuff going on in the album, and suddenly it was just quite monotonal noise, but um. I'm being uh, unfair to it because it's actually a brilliant, brilliant track and it um, sits really well in the mix and you do need a variety. And so, so it just goes to show that, that these bands had variety within their sound. When they say that all their music sounds the same, well, no, it fucking doesn't because um, I've swore a bit on this album. I do put on this pod. I'm so sorry. Um, I think it's because I'm recording late at night. Uh, I don't know. Who knows? I do apologise. Uh, anyway, it is a little bit... It just gets me. I get this album, but it just gets, oh, it gets my blood boiling, and I get cranky when people um, say bad things about this uh, this band, and um, it annoys me. Anyway, um, I've armed too much as well. You have a button every time I go um, press it, and you get a fart noise. No, <laughs> all you'd be hearing is hey, hey, hey. <laughs> anyway. So yeah, it's, it's a cracking track, a Witching Hour. And again, a lot of the live favourite, uh, often played with lots of pyrotechnics and smoke. Um, but this preludes into an absolute... It, this this next track, in my opinion, in my opinion, and I can be opinionated, is Venom's, um, Venom's version, or their version... Of their sort of version of um, a, a rhyming ancient mariner or um, Alexander the Great or any of those maiden epics. This is um, One Thousand Days in Sodom. Now there was a movie. There was a movie made. It's also it's a it's based on the um, 
Marquis de Sade book, which again, if you try and read it, is mainly very boring, but also at the same time, extremely nasty. Um, so again, don't go reaching for it if you can find a copy, because you might be either very bored or extremely nauseated. So um, he was a bit of a, a sick freak, freaking guy was our, um, I didn't swear, I said freaking, um, dude was uh, old uh, the Marquis de Sade. Uh, I recommend reading, researching him, very interesting character. That's where we get the word sadomasochism from, okay? In, or anyway, sadism. Anyway, it also was also a movie um, um, called Paolo. It's 100 Days in Sodom, I think it is. Uh, again, that's another really interesting movie that sort of they take the idea of 1,000 days, 100 days in Sodom, and they they um, they sort of add it, make it a sort of Nazi kind of theme and it's again very disturbing I did watch it when I was um, art school uh, to study I was studying that form of film and it really did sort of leave it's quite distasteful uh, again but then you don't get it's not high art that we're getting from this it, it, this stuff is the base of humans sort of depravity I suppose um, and the song itself has a strangely a really really good sing-along chorus like really good and fantastic this is probably Abdon's best drumming on the album because it comes more forward in the mix uh, and and I think Kronos as well also feels slightly better in the mix of this um, on this out on this particular track and um, Mantis sort of holds back a bit in the guitar on it although there is again his trademark wizardry uh, of um, you know screeching hell like guitar on it it opens with some absolute crunching rhythm guitar though some real heavy heavy you know when when you need music that's heavy this is the one to grab if you don't you know you're going to start somewhere and want to move into the extreme music uh, genre because you'll dabble with it this is where you start right um look this song is going to polarize people okay this is not a, a song that's for people that are faint-hearted i don't think to be honest with you lyrically not particularly i'm going to read you the lyric here okay opening bit it says unholy city a sinner's delight no one was spared out of mind out of sight hatred and slaughter degradation and lust self-destruction never counting the cost no one knew the suffering behind the city walls no one heard the cry for help no one heard the call one thousand days in sodom um it, children slaughtered daily when their mothers by their sides no mercy given no matter where they cried how they cried the smell of death was near his presence ever near the priests they lay in bound chains no one would ever hear no one knew them blasphemy, the torture and the pain. No one saw the madness, the priests, they died in vain. Um, look, it says it all, right? It is it is something that... Um, it's one of the reasons why when I was, I said, 16 or 17, it shocked me because I wasn't expecting to hear this kind of stuff on a record. The, I said the darkest thing I'd heard up until I came into Venom was was black sabbath to be truly and i'm maiden's number the beast but let's be honest that that that's you know it, it's in it's no it's um i don't know it's mary poppins compared to to this sort of stuff and uh you do need to have a bit of a thicker skin sometimes to really um enjoy it so as i said don't go um blaming me if you don't like it um I know people like John, who listens every week, my very, good, very, very good friend John. He always tries everything I, I recommend. He always puts it on. 
and you know and I'm really really proud of him and I it's one of those things that I love about him very much that he will try anything and everything and he never seems to you know to to daunt, uh, to feel daunted by it he might not like it um and he'll tell me but he will always give it a go and I'd love you to all try and give this a go if you haven't already and most metalheads that listen to this show have already listened to this album or some form of Venom uh, album or song song or or single or whatever they've all listened to some form of it but if you haven't listened to this just do do give it a go so 1000 Days in Sodom yes as I said it's the epic on the album for me it truly feels epic it has a real poetic feel into the to its um, to its structure and again, I think Kronos, as a as a lyricist, um, and all the guys that wrote the songs, whoever wrote the lyrics in this band, they're, they're, these are not like, just like with John Lydon. Um, people think he couldn't write songs. You know, eighteen an eighteen year old boy ringing writing EMI or Bodies or Anarchy in the UK or God Save the Queen. This is stuff that is not. It's super superhuman almost, and the same with these guys here writing these lyrics. Same with um, Steve Harris. What you know, he's he's Duke musical genius. Um, you know, all bound up in this lovely, wonderful musical uh, form we listen to. So the next track on from that is Angel Dust. Now, I'm not going to have to tell you what that is about. You work it for yourself. Um, I'm just going to say marching powders, and you'll know what I mean. Uh, nose candy and so on okay PCP and all that kind of stuff uh, it's a fast raucous high energy song I can't I, I can't tell the else that's what they all are on this album it's nothing to say any different this is exactly like everything else but it's equally as fast equally as sexy equally as, as addictive it's got a brilliant core you know it um, it opens with uh, Jeff's again just straight away it's just there's no intricacies no widdly diddlies no no steve vise on this this is this is pure 110 percent rock and roll this is what if you were if if chuck berry was going to be in a heavy metal band this is what he'd play this is this is pure unadulterated excitement between your ears and coming out your amp and it's got a great lyric, you know, living, running out on the streets at night, searching, hoping for right connections because I need it, want it, know I've got to have it, takes me higher than anything I know, angel dust, need a shot, see me through the day. So basically it's just, it's just about a guy that's clearly got a drug addiction. Um, I, don't, I absolutely don't think that's got anything to do with the band. I think they were just grabbing for imagery that they could put music to. And it, it is, it's probably the the weakest vocal line on the album as in the way it's mixed it seems a bit um, because again it's um, suffering from that time when singers try to put too much into a stanza and, and it's sort of like it's, you can see you sort of desperately trying to keep up with the music which I can't imagine it would be very very easy but it's a great track and it, you know again another live track it, um, it holds itself up and then of course we have In League with Satan. Now, how can one album have two such iconic tracks on it? You know, you've got uh, you've got Welcome to Hell, and now you've got In League with Satan. 
it is a call to arms it is a thumping angry banner waving this is the new genre this is the new world this is a new way um this is the way it's going and this is where we're taking you and it just it's just it's not cheesy you you, you would think a song like called in league with satan you know with that great sing-along you know evil in league with satan you think oh man it's gonna be so cheesy but it is not it is dynamic it is enthusiastic it is terrifying it is um you feel part of the team with this song you can just imagine singing this live and i have done with the band all in unison right it's just it's got i mean again all the venom tropes angry screeching hell-like guitars thumping bass growling um uh, aggressive quarter arms vocals and some really thunderous low-tech sometimes drumming which just pulls you along and I'll, le- I'll read you the lyric the opening is i'm in league with satan i was raised in hell i walked the streets of salem amongst the living dead i need no one to tell me what's wrong or right i drink the blood of children and stalk my prey at night look out beware when the moon is full high and bright i'm in every way i'm there in every shadow in the night evil in league with satan now i did not give that it's due um justice because that bit is brilliant because it's this sort of like it, the way he spits the lyric out on this you know um look out beware when the night is blah, blah, blah. it's like it's this sort of like again this sort of joyous carry-on style um hollywood horror movies of the 30s kind of torch bearing chasing the monster kind of sound it's just it's it is brilliant it is um worth the admission price alone this and welcome to hell i don't know where else i can say about it but it's just got one of the best brilliant evil in league with satan is gold and if i was the whoever wrote that lyric went right i ain't gonna work again i'm done it is just absolutely brilliant you can see why it's a lead single you can see why it's the first thing they released it is very singly it's got a great single feel to it um anyway and then we move on to red light fever now red light fever says what it says in the packet guys again this might offend people um it is i've said it's, is it the weakest song on the album none of it's the weakest song but it's certainly not one i readily um think about when i think about this album to be honest with you uh it's still a cracking cracking sing um track but it's something that i think they wrote deliberately to offend to be honest the one thing I will say, though, is in this track, you can hear the genesis, the seed of bands like Slayer. There's this thing that um, Mantis is doing with his, with his whammy bar, this sort of diving stuff he's doing. And, um, you know, Abbott and just, you know, thumping away on, on a kit that sounds like it's not, it's got covers on it. It doesn't sound like it's very dynamic. So I don't know, it's very flat, but in a sort of really interesting way. Um, I know I read I did read that they they made this song to be offensive um I'll read you the lyric some of it okay um I need a woman oh so bad you've ever got that feeling you've ever been been had you pay your money you pay the price you take a chance it feels so nice later maybe you wonder why this little lady's gonna suck you dry I mean it's sorry <laughs> should have put a spoiler warning on that one and then he goes bitch you walk the streets and the darkness falls you try to pass but the red light calls so it's basically a guy that's got prostitution addiction 
again, it says it all in the title, right? It is chaotic. It is definitely very much um, what you get with uh, with Venom. You get it later on with Teacher's Pet. Um, and as I said, it, uh, which I won't even go into that one because that one will really upset people. <laughs> uh, but who cares? This is, you know, this podcast is going out to, you know, all the people that it goes out to. It doesn't matter if you're offended by it, you turn it off. But anyway, uh, again, not my favorite apart from the the fantastic sort of proto Slayer um, dive, uh, whammy bar dives, which is on this track. Oh, oh, look at that. See, I keep it in. Keep it in the bun, but that's the last track on the album. It is. Uh, would I have ended with that track? No, I would have ended. I would have ended with Italy with Satan. To be fair, to be fair, to be fair with you. To be fair with you. So it's been a long day, and it's been, you know, the way it goes. Um, yeah, it sort of feels tacked on, sort of, but it's a fan favorite. People love it. I, I said it. Apart from. The lyrical content, which I can take or leave, I really do love Mantis's um, his whammy bar dives, you know. So all in all, what I'm going to say about this album, wrap this up, it's been over an hour. Okay. More I hear you cry, more. Um, well, no, 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 stop, shut up and go to bed, he says, someone's saying out there. Um, look, for me, uh, I'm going to sum it up, okay. It's a, it's a genre changing world shattering metal album it's not going to get anything in like a prize for you know world peace or great lyrics or melodies or anything like that it's not going to do anything like that it does what it says on the packet when you open that when you get that album out of the shelf or off your out of the record um rack and it's got a picture of the coat of mendes in an inverted pentagram and the logo it says venom all twisted like the devil and in old english font it says welcome to hell you know what you're getting if you think you're gonna get peter mary and paul or it is or you know simon garfunkel then you really are deluded what you're gonna get is um three young men at that time making trying to be different like any to everyone else riding the wave of of independence a new film freedom that we found in the music industry uh, as musicians and as audience members and as record buyers and you create a sound that is now so iconic that it is sort of fathered a bastard subgenre that that you know just keeps growing and multiplying and having different genres on different genres on different genres within the same genre it is crazy um what what that this little album um, did it's just just like never mind the bollocks just like sergeant pepper just like never mind you know this 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 album really changed the way i listened to heavy metal really truly um and it also changed the way a lot of people um view the genre as well actually sometimes for the better sometimes for the worse i don't know which is which really anyway that's my review of um, Welcome to Hell, the first Venom album from 1981. Uh, it is still available on all streaming platforms. You can buy reissues of it now. Original copies are really hard to get hold of. I do have an original copy and a reissue and all the reissues and all the colored vinyl versions of it and CD and cassette. Um, to say I'm a fan would probably be an understatement. 
anyway it probably comes in the way across of however if you just help them it's brilliant um and i just think that everyone should just have a listen it, again it i said I'm, I'm repeating myself and i'm gonna repeat myself again it's not for everyone but if you do step back from your um sort of or get off your high horse a bit and step back and view it for what it is it's a chaotic piece of post-punk hardcore metal satanic verse is exactly what it is and it's just righteously fun and raucous and it makes me just want to bang my head it really does it's a cracker of an album and it's not even their best album and that's something to say right anyway i'm signing off i've chatted for over an hour enjoy the rest of your day evening week month or year um thanks for tuning in please do um like and subscribe uh i think that's what they say isn't it give me a review either way uh just come back because i love talking to you guys and i love you listening and um it gives me a lot of joy and i hope it gives you some joy listening to this stupid old englishman's voice babbling on week after week Uh, anyway that's enough for me bye for now see ya Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.